Gast and ghouls, and welcome back to Pardon My Franchise. I'm Nora. I'm joined by Autumn. Three stars. Fuck you. I'm not saying it's the best movie. I'm saying it's three stars. One star. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we watched Diary of the Dead. You think this movie's worse than Star Trek 2009? Yes, absolutely. Fuck what are you off! fucking kidding me? Fuck off. <laughs> absolutely. Star Trek 2009 is a whole movie with a script, with characters, with, like, it has a plot. I don't want to speak to you right now. <laughs> well, then speak to the listener and tell them the plot, or at least the happenings, of Diary of the Dead, which Wikipedia says is a 2007 film, but it was released in February 2008. So, fuck off. It it premiered in 2007, and this is how you count these things, just for simplicity's sake. Man. You... It's it, dumb. It's just how you, it's how these things are counted, you know? Anyway. <clears throat> do you feel like... Uh, by the way, do you want to donate any money to Wikipedia? Because they seem to be really desperate this time. So, I don't know... Unlike the other times. <laughs> um... I read some reporting recently about, like, you probably shouldn't donate your money to Wikipedia. Um, they've usually got a great deal in the bank and don't need it as badly as, say, the Internet Archive does. Um, the Internet Archive, which is doing, like, real positive good work in the mm -hmm. world that we need done and um, is constantly struggling. So if you if you ever see... Because I, I, I'm going off on this because I, I recently thought, I wonder if I should give Wikipedia $2. I use it a lot. You know, what, what could $2 hurt? And... You know, I probably could give Wikipedia $2 and feel fine about it, but, like, really, I should be giving $5 to the Internet Archive. And $5 to co-host. Eggbug needs his his food. I gave I gave co-host 50 bucks. <clears throat> Do it for Eggbug. Do it for Eggbug. And then, before you give any money to the Internet Archive or... Mm -hmm. To Eggbug. To Eggbug. Yeah. We, we stand the Internet Archive. We stand Eggbug. But not as hard as I stand myself. Give us five dollars a month, you get access to Pop Down Funk, and you you've done it for Steve. You've done it for Steve. Now, now do, do it for, it for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for, do it for Grogu. Do it for Grogu. Diary of the Dead, two thousand seven uh, film, 
It is a found footage film, um, which is probably the most significant aspect to it. Um, where to start? Um, so these people, these students of the University of Pittsburgh are making a movie in the woods. Um, it's like a very goofy zombie movie, or mummy movie. When they start to hear over the radio that, um, about the zombie news, basically. And this one guy among the group, Jason Creed, decides that he is going to... He was the director of the Mummy movie, and he has decided that he is going to film everything, basically. Throughout most of this film, he does not ever put a camera down. Um, and uh, what you see then is, very explicitly, at the start of the movie, it's sort of framed as his girlfriend, Deborah, um, is putting this... What you are seeing is a movie that Deborah, the character in the movie, put to a movie within a movie that Deborah made. Um, and well, so one can assume that if Jason filmed all this but is not um, like the narrator and editor of the movie that he probably dies at the end of the movie. Um, and you basically just see this group that is like Jason, the film guy. Deborah, the girlfriend, who is usually the sensible voice in the room. A dumb blonde. Don't a, mess with Texas. A, a dumb blonde who says, don't mess with Texas. Her himbo boyfriend. Gumbo? What's his name? Uh, Gordo. Gordo. <laughs> um, the, the professor who is a drunk Christopher Lee English guy type. And Albert Wesker. Uh, yes, Albert Wesker, <laughs> who is like for a while is like the guy who doesn't believe in the zombie apocalypse. And then once he actually believes in it, um, kind of doesn't have a character trait for the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, he starts filming just yeah. like, just like Jason. He ceases. He becomes the camera. He stops <laughs> talking. He stops giving commentary. He just becomes the camera. He's subsumed by the camera. And so, um, people be on their phones. This, <laughs> I think you were. <laughs> I think you were misreading this movie in the worst way. Um, it's called joke. I know, but I I still think that's true. Anyway, um, uh, 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 where the hell was I? Um, you described the gang the mostly. Gang. Um, did I did I miss anybody? I got the nerdy guy. The last two. Who am I missing? Mummy and. Mummy's girlfriend. Oh yeah, Mummy and Mummy's girlfriend. The guy, the actor who plays the Mummy and the Mummy's girlfriend, um, they go to his fancy rich guy house very early in the movie. In like the first fifteen minutes of the movie, they're like, "All right, peace. We're going to my rich guy house." And the rest of them are like, "Well, we don't want to go with them, so we'll do go do something else." And they spend the next like couple days on the road. It's not really clear what the time scale of this movie is, but they. I mean, they do timestamps. I oh yeah, it's. It's a day. It's like two nights. When they when they get to yeah, it it starts on October twenty fourth and ends on October twenty sixth. So yeah, I think so. <sighs> um. So um 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 um. um what was I saying? They go on a road trip. They go on a road trip, and they encounter various things like. They meet a bunch of people who have, like, 
a warehouse and are stockpiling things and have a lot of guns. And those people, they, they have a little encounter with those people and they go their separate way. And they meet a deaf Amish guy and they have a little encounter with him and they go their own separate ways. And they have an encounter with... The National Guard. The National Guard. And they go their separate ways. And they go to Deborah's house and they go their, their separate ways. <laughs> Finally, they end up at Ridley's super rich guy house and... um most of them die, but Deborah, the professor, and T- Tony? Albert Wesker. Albert Wesker survive. He plays Albert Wesker in the Resident Evil films a few years later, or possibly at the same time. I don't remember exactly when Wesker became part of the mm-hmm. which movie he comes in in. But um, yeah, the three of them get in the panic room behind a bookshelf. Yeah. And that's kind of where we end the movie. You did not mention the twerp. I mentioned nerdy guy. He's not relevant in any way. Um, And you also didn't mention the girl who shoots herself. I didn't mention Mary, the only good part of this movie. Um, In the very beginning, she's driving the like trailer truck RV, RV that they're in. Um, and they're still not sure if the zombie apocalypse thing is real or not. And so she, they're driving and she runs over three people, but then they get in an argument about if the, um, zombie apocalypse is even real or if she just ran over three innocent people for no reason. She, she shoots herself because she can't deal with the guilt of it. But she doesn't die until later because I guess we can't just move on from that. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) She just is alive and then dies later. Yes. When they try to take her to a hospital and she like she hangs on she gets a, takes a bullet to the brain and hangs to on the side for of like, the head question mark. Yeah, and hangs on for like two hours. There. But then they go to the hospital. She turns. They kill a bunch of guys. They get a second camera and they lose Gordo. Hmm. So I guess we needed that to happen so we could get. Shot reverse shot in the second half of the movie. Yeah. Because it is all found footage, but they are just staging scenes. Right, so uh, let's talk about why this movie's good. Sorry, you go. Because the cameraman is not a character. He's just there to hold the camera because he's obsessed about recording the things that are happening. But then... He's so obsessed that he never does anything useful and, in fact, endangers multiple people and himself every single time something happens by just standing there and going, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And just, like, watch with the camera. Mm-hmm. It's like, fucking get out of here. I'm glad that that lady took the car. Yeah, d- Don't Mess With Texas just steals their fucking RV at the end of the movie. Well, after she gets all their stuff out and they're, like, at the house, then mm. she's like, okay, fuck this, I'm out. Because he just followed her and a zombie through the woods for, like, 20 minutes just filming it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, And yeah. not helping her. Um, Fuck that guy. Right, so the reason this movie is good is because, um... <laughs> you're shaking your head at me. Um... I think this movie is deeply engaged with, like, what is documentary filmmaking and how is documentary filmmaking changing in the, like, early internet landscape of 2007. Um, MySpace shows up in this movie. Um, This movie feels deeply concerned with, like, Fox News and the 24-hour news cycle. 
Um, it is concerned with YouTube and Skype and all the different ways that um, media and documentary are changing um, at the start of the 20th century. Um, and so all the stuff that you're complaining about, to me, is an interesting point about the compulsion that people feel to hold a camera there's um, two scenes at the beginning of the movie where someone is like, oh, if it didn't happen on camera, it's not real, right? Mm. Like, you always look at the okay. camera, right? And it's like, that should be at the end of the movie, first of all, if that's your point. Because it didn't go anywhere else from there. Like, you were like, we were both like, oh, maybe that's like level one, and then they're going to do something different with it later in the movie. But then the scene happened again <laughs> and the second time she said the same thing mm -hmm. and it's like okay we haven't established this character like so that he can change as he starts filming more i mean i don't think he's i don't i don't think this is a character who necessarily has an arc like that like uh, it's just like i haven't seen this be true i'm just being told that he's obsessive in this way and then as the movie goes on, he keeps doing it, but it, they stop talking about it. Um, I, I mean, I think we see him... This is the thing he's doing the entire movie. Like, it's true because it's been happening. It's what the movie is. The movie wouldn't exist if he wasn't like this. But why did they call it out the first time and not the seventh time? So, okay. It just feels weird. This movie has a fucking terrible, terrible script. Yes, okay. Like, I'm not saying that this is a great, fantastic movie. I'm not saying it's... that this film doesn't have themes. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that they made a bad movie out of the themes. Yeah, no, I think that, like, the cast in this movie is terrible. The script is dog shit. Like, I'm not saying that this movie is great. What I'm saying is I found the thoughtfulness of that initial idea of... um. So I'm not super watched on a bunch of found footage movies, but the ones that I've seen, I think, are often pretty shallow about, wouldn't it be really scary if we had the viewer right up, like, in the, you know, wouldn't it be scary, Cloverfield, if you saw the monster, or you couldn't see the monster, but, like, you saw what it was like to be in New sure, York, as that's yeah. happening, right? That's basically something that books have been doing in that situation forever and you, yes. it's just difficult to like logistically yeah to to have that hit sometimes in a film and i thought that um like cloverfield i think is very shallow and just like ooh, wouldn't this be scary this movie i thought was very thoughtful about the um the the impulse to the compulsion to film things and like when you say like we don't we didn't see that we were just told that like i think that is the entire movie but we're told that first before we can see it so it doesn't really feel like they're actually they... calling him out on something it feels like we're being told this is what your thing is he is immediately at the very beginning like the from the first moment a fucking weirdo. He is like, all, they don't know what's happening, and he's sticking a camera in their face and being like, 
can you say for your name your can you say for the camera your name and like where yeah, you're from he, he's a fucking weirdo he's a jackass and they get to the hospital and they they all kind of humor him and then they get to the hospital and they're like okay but now that like we're in danger he's gonna put the camera down oh no this asshole is still filming us when there's like human lives endangered so i think that's why they have that conversation there and they leave the hospital, and they're like, oh, this motherfucker's never going to put so it down. I guess did, we just live with it. Why did she decide to finish the movie? The, why the... did she decide, <laughs> in her fucking noir armchair with her cigarette, <laughs> decide, I'm going to finish it? Because the I'm script of this movie, movie is bad. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because, because there are limits to what this movie is. And Obviously, I think... like, we see the news editing shit so that... Their footage, I no, somebody's footage, so that they can twist the narrative so it's not zombies, it's immigrants or whatever. Yeah. We see things like this throughout the movie and it's like, oh, we got the truth out there. Mm-hmm. Which is such a 2007 way yeah, of viewing this. There's, on the one hand, I think this is all very thoughtful about the changing media landscape of mm-hmm. the early 2000s or the mid-2000s. And on the other hand, I think there is a certain optimism to what just people out there filming would be, yes. you know? Cause they're like, Oh, we're spreading the word. And like, they're getting videos from Tokyo. Mm-hmm. This is, you pointed this out during the movie. Um, this predates hi car alarm. It does um, not predate car alarms. <laughs> this movie predates, uh, the Arab spring, but that feels that sort of thing feels of a piece with this movie in some ways. Sure. Like the Arab Spring is like what this movie imagines as like a really positive thing in the world. You know? I hate this movie. I think every moment of it was agony. I think I think that the, <laughs> so, the script okay. The script was bad. Mm-hmm. The audio mixing was terrible. <laughs> now, I can't blame the movie for this, but the subtitles we got were just wrong most of the time. Yeah, that's that's YTS subs. That's not the movie's fault. I can't blame the movie for that, but I can blame the audio mixing, which probably led to that. Yes, because... <laughs> Presumably, these subtitles were not taken from a script. They were just kind of listened. They were like They were like typed by ear. Or something. Yeah, or fed into like a machine. Yeah, that's maybe more likely. I, cl- I cleaned. I I I had a machine listen to this, and I went through and cleaned it up. Pro- maybe. Yeah, but I didn't go through that f- that do- <laughs> closely. Um, and it's just in- infuriating to watch, in part because the main character is a jackass. The main character, every character sucks. Every character is miserable to be around. Tony did nothing wrong. Yeah, Tony's fine. Deborah did basically nothing wrong. Yeah. Most of them are normal people. Yeah. Even the professor, who is a caricature of something. (laughs) He's just just a British uh, kind of old guy who is a professor. He's... An, a veteran of some war, but I, he doesn't ever say which war he means, and he is an alcoholic, but also in the way where he can still be cool and badass when he needs to be. But he's mostly there to make sardonic quips and like eloquent thoughts that are so full of pessimism because he's like sad old guy who's alone, and he's going to like really drill that home. 
Be- so I'm not saying this was intentional. I'm saying that um, this is a funny way to read it. Um, the So the whole cast of this movie is Pittsburgh area stage actors because um, Romero knew that doing the found footage thing would lead to lock- lots of really long takes. And so he needed people who were practiced it, at, makes sense. you know, stage. Except for the times when they cheat. Yeah, they cheat a lot. Especially <clears throat> that scene in the... Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, but, um, so I'm not saying that this is what, this is what it is. I'm just saying it's a funny way to read it. The professor guy feels like a caricature of like local theater actors (laughs) of like guy who takes himself very, very seriously, but is just kind of a drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Um, cause his intro is him saying that. Uh, Jason has a vision for this, like, obviously, like, um, low-budget student monster movie where they, like, have to stop making the movie to, like, make jokes about, oh, why do the women always have to lose their shoe or, like, get their dress torn open? And then that is what happens in the movie, for real. Hmm. It's like, haha, I have, I have seen Scream, actually. I did. I did watch that movie before this one. In fact, <laughs> yeah, I think that um, you know, just kind of visually, like the movie just has to get over. Like, I found all the found footage stuff charming and quaint and nostalgic. How do you feel and, about and and so that is why I found this so thoughtful about the media landscape of two thousand and seven. I think if you did not finding find that charming, quaint, or nostalgic in some way, hello again, car alarm. Um, I think it's just honking if it's only now <laughs> yeah, because it's just like beep beep. Anyway, um, I think if you did not enjoy those things, that this movie would be terrible because the the me thinking the found footage aspect is good is the only thing this movie has going for it at all. So how do you feel about using stock footage in this found footage thing? Is that crossing streams, or is that like... No, because because it's not... So Cloverfield, to my recollection, and Cloverfield is after this, but Cloverfield is about... It's contemporary, isn't it? 2008, I want to say. Maybe 2009. Also, we said that this was a 2007 movie, so it couldn't have been impacted by Paranormal Activity, but it clearly was, because it came out at the end of 2007. So they definitely... People knew about Paranormal Activity before they saw this movie. Maybe. Cloverfield, or... I would say Paranormal Activity probably also falls under this. I just haven't seen that movie. Cloverfield does come out, like... Two months before Diary of the Dead, for whatever it's worth. I don't know the production schedules there, but they are in there same time. What was the question you asked me? Why did we start? Stock footage. Stock Or like historical footage mixed in to try and like spice up the... Cloverfield is just sort of masquerading as a person's unbroken, um, like... Cell phone camera footage. And this conversation would be so much better if I had ever seen Blair Witch in my life. Because that is the actual genesis of all this. It's fine. It sucks. (laughs) But Blair Witch is like the the genesis of all the found footage stuff. And me not being able to talk about that here um, 
is definitely like an omission on my part. And anyway, me being a hater who doesn't like Blair Witch is coloring my your perception yeah. of Diary. I do like Cloverfield. I liked Cloverfield when I saw it, but that's a very different movie. It is it is found footage, but it is also clearly like way more set up mm-hmm. in a way that this and Blair Witch are more mundane situations generally mm. so it is more believable the angles you're getting on things and the way you're seeing the world and the characters is more like normal and more like in line with what a person holding a camera would actually act like cloverfield is at the end of the day a lot closer to being what would it be like to live through night 11 the movie I guess so. <laughs> Blair Witch had a lot more set the camera down and do a scene yeah. than this does. Um, this has a lot of, I'm going to have a scene, but I'm going to st- have a, a third person stand here and watch us with a camera, with a big camera <laughs> pointed at us. This So Cloverfield does not have any sort of frame story. It is just, here's that cell phone camera footage. This has the frame story of... Deborah is making this movie and so when the movie pulls out and does little montages of um stock footage and various other things I I can just sort of accept that as I can accept that in a couple of ways of like here is what a student filmmaker of 2007 would do (laughs) you know i knew people who you know made movies in windows movie maker and this was the sort of shit that they got up to and and um like i i think that i think that format having the documentary frame story allows this movie to include more thoughtfulness about um you know quote-unquote new media um, because you can just literally put some of that shit in there from time to time. I will say Cloverfield does have a framing device. Mm-hmm. It is an like a like a what do you call it? Like a piece of evidence? Like um Oh it, it has like slides yeah. at the front and the back that from the US government saying this footage, this like document is a like specific um Right, the, you, you, this is specifically like the government found this footage. Yes, and then they put a stamp on it and archived it. But it's also like overriding, overriding somebody um, like the other, I think the main character or his brother had like a day date where he took his girlfriend to the, to the right, park. Right, because there's a, there's a there's party like a at the start. Yeah, but this is like, as he's going, he's stopping and starting and he's taping over this date that his brother had. Oh. And so it cuts into it cuts in between the monster yeah. stuff with like footage of them just like walking a boardwalk. Right, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the most interesting part of this movie was the guys that they meet that have all the guns. Yeah. Um, because they're like, "What? What are you? Why are you stockpiling all this stuff? What are you? What are you doing?" And they're like, "Because for the first time, we have the power." And it's like three black guys standing there. And they're all like, you know, gathering all of these resources and trying to make this like a safe house, basically. Mm. And when they, when the gang try to leave, they're like, hey, you give us, the first thing they do is, yes, we'll, we'll give you gas. Mm. They try to pay for it. And the guy's like, what is money going to be worth after all this? Mm. Takes the gas. And they're like, 
they have to convince them a little bit to give them more than the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. But what I saw there was, as he's thinking it over, it's like, this is how somebody realizes that they have to be a, uh, like, community structure. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to make these calls. You have to be the person who people ask for help. Mm-hmm. And now that you ha- you do finally have some kind of, like, uh, agency and yeah. some kind of power over your lives, that also means that you have to, like, understand that other people are going to s- demand things of you. They're going to request things of you. And you have to be, since you have the guns and you have the food and you have the walls, you have to be the one to, like do that yeah and like be that for people and they do decide we're going to help you they do decide to like help the people who need help rather than hoard all their shit and kick them out well he's he's that man that guy is like the president of or the leader of what is going to be a day of the dead situation before long you know like we have a bunch of guys in here who all have guns and are like nervous that's a pressure cooker that we've seen play out in these movies before um it's interesting to see this guy already aware of hey tensions are high here like not 15 minutes ago we killed a random person on on accident yeah (laughs) um and to see him sort of have the clarity of vision of like like because basically deborah is like hey um, you want us to leave, we'll leave. You need to give us more supplies or we're not going to leave. And if you, like, he's like, well, what are you going to do? We'll, we'll just, you know. We, we won't leave and then you'll have to kill us. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, fill her up. Yeah, and he, he like, thinks about it. He's like, okay, what's going to happen if I kill them? If I kill them, maybe some people in the, in, in our little compound here aren't going to be too happy with me. It also sets a precedent of how yeah. to interact with people. It's yeah. it, That is the most interesting part of the movie, and it is not as long as look at this funny deaf Amish man. Yeah. That part goes on longer <laughs> than this part. Oh, God. The, oh, so they they meet a, a deaf Amish character, and it's just a joke from He just start writes on his end. little chalk slate, and he says, Hurry. And they're like, what, why? And he points, and then there's like there's zombies walking at them yeah. from behind. It's like, ha, ha, ha. I was worried for a minute that this joke character was going to join the cast for the next hour of film. <laughs> I was really worried, because they're leaving the death Amish character, and he, he gets killed by the zombies. But there's a moment where he's like getting into the RV with them, and I'm like, oh my god, the next hour of this movie is going to be how funny it is to have a deaf Amish guy in your zombie crew. <laughs> but... Instead, he gets bitten and he stabs his own head and the zombie behind him in the head with a scythe. Yes. Because it's okay to laugh at the disabled people who are hyper-competent. Yes. That's yes. the key. Yes. He's like, he is a stone-cold stone cold zombie-killing machine. Yeah. Um, um, this movie is clearly the worst we've watched so far. Yes, but <laughs> yes, but I still think it's good. I don't think it's good. I'm not saying that there isn't anything in here that you are appreciating. I'm not saying that you're insane for picking through it and finding something interesting to talk about or think about. 
but it's not a good movie. You're right about one thing, Master. It's not a good movie. <laughs> and I will um, not judge it as such on Letterboxd.com. <laughs> here's the thing at the yes. end of the day that's really important for us to remember. Sure. Is What's that up? for all this movie's faults, it's not as stupid as Star Trek 09. <laughs> what are you talking about? Star Trek 09 was so stupid. That had a full... <laughs> Movie. That was a movie. You watch it. It, it was, has an arc. It's a movie. It, was it has so, characters that walk through a semblance so of like development. Visually, Star Trek Odine was much worse, I thought. No. Than... <laughs> I know you would hate the Abrams lens flare. Which is fine. It was torture. But at least... <sighs> Looking at the images that were in front of me was hell on earth. At least it had a script. <laughs> Who cares? I do! If you're just gonna pick and choose what aspects of a film are worth caring about. I will not... I uh, When I think of Star Trek 09, I will think of... Ugh, stupid movie. When I think of Diary of the Dead, I will think of... Eh, I had some stuff going on in it. <laughs> no, it doesn't! <laughs> I just told you all the things that I thought it had going on in it, and those things are enough for me to enjoy this movie. You want to put it back on? No, it's not that good. <laughs> it ain't fucking Casablanca. You know how many times I said, what is this movie when we were watching uh, fucking Diary of the Dead? A whole bunch. I didn't have to ask what Star Trek was. It's just a movie. Three stars. Move on. Yeah, but the It's movie... got Chris Pine in it. Yeah, but the movie that I'm watching is really fucking bad. Star Trek 09 is so much it's worse. It's not than bad, it's just mid. Yeah, that's worse. It's fine. Are you excited for fucking survival of the dead? No. Let's all ring no, it in. Let's no, bring it on. No, 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 no. It's going to be really bad. <laughs> oh, I just, one last thing about the movie is that I thought it was interesting that the first movie included, you know, so much of them watching the TV. That was also an aspect of Dawn of the Dead um, to a lesser extent, but it was still there. Um... It was it wasn't so much an aspect to Day of the Dead, but it was to Land of the Dead. Um, I thought the 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 media landscape of Night of the Living of of nineteen sixty eight is an important aspect of that movie, and so it's interesting to see that done again forty years later. That's can my I, can that's I, my final. Can I dash your hopes against the rocks? Yeah. The story of survival of the dead follows a group of AWOL National Guardsmen who briefly appeared in Day of the Dead. Oh. Diary of the Dead, sorry. Yeah, you know, those guys oh, who robbed God. them of all their stuff and then left and shot their guns as they drove off? Oh, God. We're getting a movie about them! Oh, God. N named Sergeant Nicotine Crockett. Give me a number between 1 and 26. <laughs> we got to figure out what we're doing with that. We have not, we have had no interest in anything bending the ink machine. I've been too busy. Yeah, we've, all, we've, all, we've both been busy enough that we just haven't really thought about it, but we should 
think about it sooner or later. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee, as long as that still exists. You can find me on cohost.org slash autumnal, um, where I post weekly roundups of all things export audio. I have links there to free feeds, to patron posts, to, you know, other, you know, my co-hosts, um, social media. So if you want to find out any information about export audio you can either go to patreon.com slash export audio or to co-host.org slash autumnal um and those are both really great places to um see what all we're up to um i just also wanted to quickly say that um my um store that i work at um was on strike today we have a strike fund and if you want to go to gofundme and search starbucks lincoln village i've also tweeted a link to it and put it on my co-host but um if you want to contribute to our strike fund, we would certainly appreciate it. It's going to covering wages um, that me and my coworkers lost out on because of um, being strike. on strike today. Yeah. Um, and, you know, once we pay for our wages for this strike, you know, I, I, I don't suspect Starbucks is coming to the negotiating table with us anytime soon. So I, I suspect there will be more strikes. You know, yeah. that is not <laughs> I don't have any information about that right now, but I would. <laughs> you can find me on twitter at neither nora for now you can find me on co-host at ashworm ash with an e worm with a y you can find stuff i've done at norablake.online you can find me on other podcasts on export audio and on abnormal mapping i'm at the second best game dot club where me and molly play video games i should get more fallout played uh, and next month, you'll be able to find me on a new podcast called Anomalous Readings. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. You and I had an idea. For you a keep pop. saying that and pausing just like Samuel L. Jackson. There was an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you and I had an idea for a podcast that would be... A not insignificant amount of work, but I kind of like want to make happen at some point in the new year. Not making any promises. I have there. no idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> it has a similar premise to anomalous readings. So, I have no idea, listeners. I don't know what she's talking about. Anyway, that would be a not insignificant amount of work, and I've been taking on too much work lately. So, don't know if that'll happen, but yeah. Until next time. Um, Do you have any advice to give the folks from this movie? Until next time, if you work at Starbucks Corporate, please encourage your bosses to come to the negotiating table and uh, get us a contract. Um, we got hundreds of union stores across the country that, um, you know, fuck y'all. Negotiate with us. Also, be careful with hydrochloric acid. Yeah, yeah. Be careful with Apparently the Apparently it's xenomorph blood. <laughs> <laughs>